Talk Cosmos is giving away a beautiful 2020 moon calendar for those of you listening during any broadcast of Talk Cosmos on KKNW. Just give us a call at 888-298-5569 and Talk Cosmos will mail you this unique 2020 moon calendar designed by Ursula's doctor, who is an astrologer, painter, and Mexico representative for Kepler Latino America Astrology Software at Ursula's Cultural Center in Mexico City. And it can be yours by calling 888-298-5569. Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Again, I'm Subros Minahan, and this is Talk Cosmos. And today is January 18th, 2020, and we repeat on a Thursday at 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. at specific time because we're here in Seattle, Washington, in the Northwest. And our title tonight is the Capricorn Aquarius, which is straddle or swaddle new times. It's right on the cusp, and really, those two signatures of archetypes are perennial, you could say, in the consciousness of collectively and on an individual basis. So this particular time really will indicate some of the potent changes ahead for 2020. It is remarkable the different cycles that are re- uh, igniting, and also some of the retrogrades. But right now, we happen to be in a window where every single planet is direct. Now, that is the view from Earth, because really, the planets just continue going straight ahead. But our view, and that's where our life is, is coming from Earth, as we are Earthlings on the planet of Gaia, it appears to be retrograde, but not at this time. Retrograde only means, hey, you got to look at what the action was that we were doing in our thinking and reassessing it and evaluating it. It's not always an easy process, and we're in for some various changes because really, essentially, we're on a big cycle of transition, releasing, 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 releasing the... the, uh, uh, okay, get the word out, Sue. It's a patriarchal, yes, the patriarchal that has served its purpose. But right now we're going to, even Stephen times, you might say, it's a little bit of new realities, new identities, and, and, and of many forces. So we'll have quite a conversation. And I'm very fortunate tonight we have a wonderful uh, astrologer, Catherine Andran. She's also an artist and an intuitive, and she is the founder of the Love Astrologer. And you can go to Talk Cosmos if you forget all of this, because I keep all the, the uh, guests and their bios and information. Or That's pretty simple to remember, too, the Love Astrologer. And she does individual relationship astrology consultations and including families and children 
integrates into this private healing practice and consultations 20 years of astrology, tarot, and energy healing work with massage therapy. And Catherine holds a BA, that's a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology, and she writes for the Brides Magazine, a monthly sassy horoscope. And that's always a lot of fun, a little salt on the side, right? <laughs> <laughs> and she's a webinar speaker and lecturer. Uh, actually, I know that she's on, she's just recently given a, a talk for Kepler College, which is an astrological college that's based online, but it's here in Seattle, Washington, and also on Organization for Professional Astrology, which is OPA, which is a wonderful organization. There's quite a few wonderful organizations. For those of you that aren't in touch, that are wanting to have a network and group. And she's also the past event coordinator for Astrology Hub, another amazing interactive group that's come onto the scene in the last five years. And presently working part-time for the Omega Institute of Holistic Studies in Rhinebeck, New York, which I think brings in our introduction because Catherine wants to bring up a most amazing event that will be happening at the Omega Institute. So hi, Catherine. (laughs) Hello, Sue. Good evening. Good afternoon. How are you? Well, it is wonderful. I am fine. I've... uh, known of you and been most interested in one of your lectures in the past, so I'm really glad to have this moment. Now, you mentioned about Omega, which is fascinating institute of holistic studies, but in August, there's going to be quite an event. Perhaps you want to yes, mention? Yes, um, I've had the pleasure of living in the Hudson Valley for about um, four years now, and I've been working there uh, part-time for several years. I have the pleasure to be invited to join uh, a team of modern astrologers. Uh, Maurice Fernandez will be presenting, Rick Levine, Anne Orderly, Gemini Brett, and Kay Taylor. We have a very special weekend um, planned for us in August, August 7th through 9th. And the program is called Astrology Consciousness and the Great Shift. So for those of you who are tuning in or have friends or clients on the East Coast who would like to join us at Omega, Omega is a very special place in the Hudson Valley. And with this team of astrologers, um, we're, we're presenting a program that's for both beginners as well as seasoned professionals to have a very intimate experience of night sky and exploring consciousness and, you know, our the coming years and for astrology. So I'm very excited about the presenters and the place. Oh, Catherine, it sounds absolutely delightful. I know each one of those astrologers and with, (laughs) and I can vouch a thousand percent that they give everything. And as a collective, such a myriad of attitudes, I mean, not attitudes, but perspectives, that's the word. And you know, this really leads into our talk because we're in the throes of Capricorn, But really, the whole movement, especially towards the end, is towards Aquarius. And that's where I think some astrologers have been mentioning that I love to repeat. Invest in your community. Invest in your friends. And yes, you know, and and those conferences uh, are worth the expense and the time because you really get to talk 
24-7 about astrology and yourself in, in a sense about that. So it's. And it's very valuable too, I found to hear the variety of perspectives and the richness that uh, different astrologer perspectives bring to the table. So uh, what I know, Sue, you know, what I noticed particularly as we're, you know, preparing for our session time together today, yes. that, you know, our, the sun now is in Capricorn. We have this five planet lineup right now. Still, there's five planets in Capricorn. And then just, you know, this weekend, the sun will then move into early degree of Aquarius. Now, Saturn's the ruling planet for Capricorn. And when we look this year at 2020, our buddy Saturn is going to go retrograde in May. But Saturn kind of just sits at this very early degree of Aquarius. It kind of straddles late degree Capricorn and early degree Aquarius for quite some time, (laughs) which is sort of where we are right now with the sun. The sun right now is at late degree Capricorn, just starting to Aquarius. So um, that that shift from the uh, being responsible, taking our time, and then what does it take for us to set up healthy structures for us to break free or create forward momentum for our next steps is uh, so potent right now. Absolutely. Uh, You really did focus immediately. I'm so glad because I know just for myself, I may say today, I decided as one example that it's absolutely necessary that I start posting some little tiny videos. So I had this big Mm -hmm. idea. And of course, I went from the macro to the micro, I think, because it was like five and a half. Well, if you do it on Instagram, because everything's a learning process. So I finally did. I did one minute today. For the first oh, time, yeah. So blast. in in <laughs> with, yeah, with this idea of of breaking free, you know, of uh, going forward. I mean, also we have well, you might say assistance or energetic assistance. That is, I mean, Chiron's in early uh, Aries still. Yes. So it's. Uh, prompting it. But back to Saturn, that is, it will be, before it goes retrograde, it's going to be conjuncting Mars in March, late March, the 31st, they actually conjunct. And so it seems as it's a prelude to really see what structures we really want to just break up or, or ignore. Well, it's going to be hard to know because when we talk about Uranus and Aquarius, nothing is really that certain. And we just know that things are going to be dismantled in some way or reignited or or break or brainstorms. I'll I'll share a brief story right now because it's just what's present and going on. Good. So, you know, we can talk very theoretically and thematically about structures and organizations and breakdowns and breakthroughs. I have planned this trip. I'm in Hawaii right now. I, um, back in August and September, um, I planned this trip to come to the big Island. I formerly was a big Island resident for 15 years. And, um, it's so good, supportive and nurturing for me to take a little time out and spend some time here in Hawaii. 
Two days before I'm about to leave my home for five weeks, my car breaks down. <laughs> the transmission is dead. <laughs> oh, no. And, you know, there's a lot of things to do before you leave on a big journey. So that was like, okay, this is a, this is a breakdown and, you know, it's getting repaired. Fine. I come to Hawaii. I arrive myself. The logic board on my computer is dead. <laughs> mm. So all of the things that, that I rely, you know, important things that I rely on, car, computer, the things that I consider like everything's in my computer. <laughs> I work for myself, stability. So, and, and now the challenge before me with Saturn, because Saturn I also see as, you know, we, we understand Saturn as um, meeting up resistance, or I may understand Saturn as lessons, lessons to be learned. And I also see Saturn as creating humility. You know, like we, when we're in Saturn cycles or Saturn transits, there's opportunities for humility, you know, and then just working through it. How am I going to work? How am I going to work through it in a conscious way? So um, for anyone who's having, you know, anyone else who's having any added or weird difficulties with basic structures, basic systems, the patience is required. Saturn's a lot of yes. time to be and patient. Aranis yeah. in Taurus. And actually, Catherine, you're one of six. My computer had broken. My husband's oh, no. <laughs> broke. Yours did. Three other people I know, astrologers close to me, they've all had one's emails are all getting eaten. Another one's mm. computer broke. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's just shocking. And, yeah. you know, really, I guess when we think of the physical and the spiritual, of course, it's that sense, well, as has been taught, one needs to feel in order to manifest. But what we feel does manifest. And then again, we, we can see things because they're manifested, meaning if something is broken, we understand that things are dismantling because yes. it's not always evident in our brain that we can sort of escape from. But everything is so reality conscious when it comes to Capricorn. And with five planets, which is one less because Mercury mm. was also there, as we know, with the, the eclipses that we just recently went through. So it's this. Right. So my friends and clients are like, is it, is it Mercury retrograde? I said, no. I said, it's, we're, in, we're in eclipse aftermath. You know, we're still in the aftermath of eclipse cycle yeah. and this huge, you know, pl the planet lineup. And the Saturn-Pluto, it's yes. not, this is not a one-time event. I mean, Saturn-Pluto, yes, they're aligned and conjoined in January. But when we look through the year and you look through the ephemeris and track these I'm a wide orb person. Me too. So, you know, we have Saturn Pluto the whole year. Yes. We have it the whole year. Deep transformation. So right. So, so take our time, the invitation. So I say, oh, let's look at, let's look at the pattern, these planet patterns. It's like a weather report. There's an invitation to take our time with these transformational processes. And then as Jupiter then, makes its way into the picture, into the party. 
there's an expansion of the transformation. It enhances the transformation. Yes. And what I really love, well, I like our subject of here of looking at cusps because this year really does have many layers of this transition. And it mm-hmm. isn't just a quick click of the remote. It's, it's because we're turning, well, it's that eminent age of Pisces to that's 2,160 years or something that's going to the next. Uh, I mean, that's just one cycle. There's other cycles that yes. are very considerate, like Eris, the planet or the goddess of discord, is squaring, I think, in Aries and, and squaring this conjunction. And that hasn't happened for, what, 500 years. So that's just another mm. one of the action things. But it takes a lot. You know, like I, it, life is holistic. So it takes so much to have built up this arena that we're living in. And it's going to take all these plateaus, little mini, I don't know if there's so many, <laughs> you know, I think to myself, mm-hmm. going through them. Because right now it is clear. Everything is direct. But on the 16th of February, I think Juno goes, and she's an asteroid, but the queen of... of um, uh, the queen to Zeus, the the king, who who and represent uh, yes. of God, of representing marriage and commitment, and who connects soulmates, and so it, that to me really is indicative because later we get Venus and Mars much later in the years that are doing their lengthy retrogrades through the whole season of the shadow and back, so really. Who we are, this paradigm, this 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 mineralization, crystallization of all this Capricornian patriarch and, and colonialism, and which has served us, but now looking at, there's going to be many steps of relationships, of marriage, of in, in the inner showing hmm. to the outer. When I when I see our you know, our astrology today, our astrology of now, we have that Venus and Mars are in a square to each other. This week, Venus is in Pisces and it's squaring off to Mars and Sagittarius. Um, But as you were saying, you know, when we look at 2020, not only do we have our regular three Mercury retrogrades this year, but there's the the, the Venus retrograde in Gemini and then the Mars retrograde in Aries, that's going to square off to all the Capricorn stuff still. <laughs> yes. So that Mars retrograde, which is essentially September, October, November of this year, 2020, our buddy Mars, he's going to be squaring off to Pluto. He's going to be squaring off to Saturn. And so the, you know, the instigation, preparing ourselves to, think before we speak and be mindful before we act because Mars and Aries we know is, is so impulsive. And, you know, this is right around the election cycle in the U S too. We have that added, um, you know, added impulsiveness. <laughs> so hopefully that'll support, give supportive opportunities to slow down. Well, it may be a classic Hopefully. retrograde time. <laughs> I, somehow it doesn't seem like there's many promises made. It's going yeah. to be really a classic 
point of of maybe reflecting after actions to to reassess and 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 uh, process. But right now we do. I I like the idea of setting the goals now mm. ahead because it is clear. I mean, all the planets are direct. Uranus just went direct, and it's mm-hmm. in Taurus. So of which wants to be embodied, you know, wants to be whole. And and really, it, it, the whole energy, and this isn't just for me, but from so many, are saying to unify rather than the fragmentation. So I hope if Mars is squaring these, what's the need? The need is somehow to recognize our anger and find ways to direct it. Because I think... Rather than resist it, that's where the frustration and then suddenly erupts without really a tactful way. And sometimes anger doesn't have a tactful way, but it can be constructed. You know, it can be channeled. Yes. I really like what you said, like redirect rather than resist. Yes, yes. When we're using our Mars energy in a healthy way, then that Mars energy used in a healthy way can support movement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know, uh, um, trying to, well, let's see, maybe it's not such a story, but I, I took art lessons. I love art and I've painted and whatnot. Mm. So this is many years back. And so this wonderful teacher, um, she would, uh, uh, she was going through quite an event in her life. And I don't know all the details. I just know that she was very emotional and it was very hard. So what she did was two things. One is that she would, to get all that energy out, she would eat a carrot because that would keep her mouth really moving and vacuum at the same time, <laughs> running around the house. <laughs> That's great. I know. And marching sun. Boom, 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 you know, all this stuff. So wow. there are ways to, to, maybe it'll be a good time for a lot of dancing. <laughs> dancing. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going swing dancing right after this. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, you know, Neptune's in Pisces. And I think we, as many astrologers, all these other aspects are happening. But it's a big backdrop. And, of course, it wants us to think of music. And I'm just mm. looking at the chart right now. It's 16 Pisces right in the middle. So, uh yeah, not this week, but next week Venus will meet up with Neptune coming right up in the end of Jan. January. And Mars, Mars is squaring that, uh, you know, that energy. So really, maybe that will ignite how to dream when we think about it. If mm-hmm. everything is straight ahead right now, it's it's maybe taking a lot of energy for us to figure how to get our great visions prepared, like me and my youtube that i want to do but i finally whacked it down to 60 seconds on instagram (laughs) great yeah it was at least a beginning and that's the other thing beginnings you know if chiron is in aries we're healing we're healing all the time and we're becoming we're trying to so i guess uh it's very early too only two degrees so you know, in, in becoming, especially with our wounds, I think perhaps it's forgiving ourselves a lot if it doesn't work out. Does that make sense? Yeah, I was, I was just doing a 
reading this morning. And I mean, oftentimes when I'm in session and I'm looking at Saturn particularly is about forgiveness and being kind to yourself. Um, you know, Chiron lives in between the two planets, Saturn and Uranus. So that's the bridge, right? It's the bridge between mm. the seen and the unseen. Chiron serves as the bridge or the, from the, from the, the dream to the reality. I like so that. when I'm looking at Chiron or I'm looking at Saturn, there also, there also is that added emphasis around um, uh, criticisms. You know, how am I being, do you have critical people in your life or are you self-critical in some way? And that we can bring this sense of compassion and gentleness in. Good point. And again and again, I was listening to various astrologers. There's been so many panels in different ways. Yeah. And, <laughs> right. And which is good because it is this communication. We need to listen and hear. And, and that's why I love this show. We, keeping the heart centered, which is mm. what you're saying to just really, which also thinking about the nodes right now with cancer, Capricorn, uh, the mm. north node in cancer is a reminder of having that nurturing, that caring, besides Venus, of course, of, or, well, of course, with the sun in any manner, it's ruled. Well, in Capricorn, it is a little bit more objective, not objective, but goal-oriented. So it's, the point is, yes, it's important, very important to keep the heart and compassion. We have uh, Jupiter right now, so close to the south node. Mm. Jupiter is at 10 degrees uh, Capricorn near the nodal axis. Um, and I think one, two, because we mentioned relationships earlier, is holding healthy boundaries. Whenever I see all these Capricorn planets, you know, the balance of Cancer and Capricorn, the nodal axis is Cancer Capricorn, um, is holding healthy boundaries with the people that we are, are closest to, right? Like, oh, this is what I'm willing to do. This is what I'm not willing to do. This is what I'm available for. This is what I'm not available for. This is what I can say yes to. This is what I could say no to. So the, the Capricorn can support us with the creating healthy boundaries in a supportive way. That's excellent. Yes, there are many good attributes. And of course, we keep our south node with us just to incorporate the north node. So Catherine, I love that. We'll take a brief break. I'm speaking with Catherine Andren from Hudson Valley. And that's the Love Astrologer. So you can check that out on Talk Cosmos and subscribe. Hey, subscribe and get the weekly events. We'll be glad to come back. This is January 18th, repeated on the 23rd. Thanks. Do you have a question or something to contribute for today's Talk Cosmos program? If you're listening to the live show on Saturday, the phone lines are now open until 645 Pacific. Give us a call at 888-298-5569 to either join us on the air or we can write it down for you. Once again, that's 888-298-5569. While we 
take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Capricorn, ruled by Saturn, the furthest visible planet by the eye. By leaving a cycle based on meaningfulness and truth, Capricorn's energy establishes social boundaries in a structure incorporating rules, authority, and ethics. As a cardinal earth sign depicted by a sea goat climbing from the sea up to the top of a mountain, Capricorn overcomes fears through goals and ambitions to achieve mastery. Yang period of Aquarius, ruled modernly by Uranus and Saturn in traditional astrology by the ancients. By leaving a cycle based on governing structures through both man-made and universal laws, Aquarius breaks established patterns, permitting the energy of freedom just as its ruling planet Uranus spins on its side and orbits backwards. As a fixed air sign represented by the water bearer pouring the spirit of cosmic energy, Aquarius seeks to find like-minded, intuitively aligned souls to connect in social groups for the elevation and improvement of all. This is Dawn Glinsky from Six O'Clock Astrology, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m., where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. Talk Cosmos is giving away a beautiful 2020 moon calendar for those of you listening during any broadcast of Talk Cosmos on KKNW. Just give us a call at 888-298-5569, and Talk Cosmos will mail you this unique 2020 moon calendar designed by Ursula's doctor, who is an astrologer, painter, and Mexico representative for Kepler Latino America Astrology Software at Ursula's Cultural Center in Mexico City. And it can be yours by calling 888-298-5569. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. Hi. Boy, I really enjoyed that. This is Talk Cosmos, January 18th. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, and Catherine Andren from The Love Astrologer is speaking with me tonight. And interestingly, we are talking about the cusp, and my wonderful soundboard producer decided to put both of them on. It was so great. I loved it. So, (laughs) hi, Catherine. We're back again. And that was a perfect way of ending with healthy (laughs) boundaries. Oh, my goodness, yes. (laughs) The other, I kind of was, you know, interested in, you know, exploring this, you know, we're, we're here at the cusp of, you know, the sun, the sun is moving from Capricorn into Aquarius. And we also discussed like, oh, the ruling planet for Capricorn is Saturn. We're looking how Saturn this year is dancing, essentially dancing back and forth between late degree Capricorn and early degree Aquarius. And then if I look at, you know, Oh, the ruling planet for Aquarius in modern astrology is Uranus. Saturn and Uranus are within five degrees of squaring each other for a good part of 2020. You know, they don't square each other exactly until the beginning of next year. But when we're looking at the pattern, you know, when we get to March, April, May, Saturn and Uranus are squaring each other. In, in Aquarius, Saturn's in Aquarius, Uranus is in um, Taurus. So that's another piece, another signature around shaking up the system, 
you know we need this whatever the system Um, we're bringing in Catherine, I think we're having a little bit of a difficult time with your connection here. I'm going to go ahead and let Sue chat for a bit, and I'm going to get you on our phone lines here. So just uh, okay. we'll get off Thanks. of the meeting here, and Sue, why don't you just go ahead and continue okay. the discussion. Uh, excellent, vital points. I really applaud that because to have that kind of intensity of of the whole idea of the structure, what has been crystallized, and what's going to be breaking through, reminds me. Gee, I wonder what happened in you know seventeen in the seventeen hundreds. Uranus was discovered, um, but the point is, is that Uranus is in Taurus, and this entire time goes back again to the ancients when Plato and okay. Nathan says, you're back on, Catherine. But the <laughs> philosophy, you know, part of this has got to be the philosophies of, uh, and if we're going to have a new paradigm, it's going to have these philosophies of who we are, of the purpose. And so that also takes me, it's, and everything is integrated. I mean, I, I, everything seems to be a, some kind of, I don't think it's a cake we're baking, but it's some kind of something that everybody's going to eat somehow or live somehow. And because the point of these relationships is our inner relationship. So a big part of that. And that sounds interesting. Like if in your, as for your example, when everything just quit, your car quit, yep. the computer quit, and similar, like other people I know, my computer quit, other your world stops. It's like all of a sudden the moon's up in the sun, and that's. But you know what? The, uh, the truth is, I feel better. <laughs> this is like yes. oh, I've had I've had minimal time on the internet the last ten days. Like I'm in Hawaii, they said, oh, it's going to take us five days to diagnose the problem. I'm like, it's going to take five days just to figure out what's wrong with it. Okay. <laughs> And now, so just now, like, for example, we're on the show, we're on the program, I'm connecting through Zoom, and the very fine gentleman at the station calls me on the phone to get me reconnected. So, you know, I'm looking at Saturn, we're looking at Saturn Uranus, we're looking at Saturn Pluto. Hey, folks, you got your B plan? You know, like, yeah. what are you, what, let's prepare, let's make sure we have our system set up we got things set up in place to catch us when we fall you know so. or reroute <laughs> yes because sometimes yeah. it is unexpected you know and so there is this part of working with the universe there's so many other the energies and that's such a broad term but there is a yeah. real spiritual side of of capricorn you know of the yin going mm. in and of course we have uh, um, Neptune there that's always anchoring for it. And, you know, amazingly, I also looked at all the planetary nodes. Oh, wow. And okay. the south nodes, because you can have on solar fire the second ring, which mm -hmm. I'm just r realizing to use. And it's incredible. Okay. Mercury's south node, these are all Capricorn, is eight degrees which is exactly on our south node. 
Venus's south node in Capricorn is 10, which is right on Jupiter. Jupiter right now, yeah. Yeah. Jupiter itself is 13 degrees. Well, it's almost 14 degrees, so it's not very far away from it, from its own point. Um, of course, when you get to these planetary nodes, I think they're, they're very tight orbs. But still, just the, the immensity of it. And then you go to Pluto, it's 20 degrees Capricorn, south node. And, of course, mm. uh, Pluto right now is 22. It's been toggling its south node for a lot of 2019 and which means we're all living in the whole the south nodes is our baggage you might say or our territory that we're really familiar with that we've really developed over some eons of time and of course for the non-astrologer here or for the new astrologer too these nodes their orbital paths connection points between the, the moon and the sun, as it, I think it's, yeah, it's the sun. Uh, but the point is, is that they last for 18 months. So from mm-hmm. this standpoint, it's just happening right now. But when it comes to the planets, the other planets, not the lunar node, because that's our south node, eight degrees, but all these other nodes stay, I'm not sure how long they stay, and I think they stay for much longer. So right now, everything is in Capricorn. Even Saturn is 24 degrees. And, of course, Ceres is, I mean, Saturn itself is 23, going on to 24. It's going to connect. And Ceres is 25 right there. So it's just incredible what we're crashing through. And it's going to take quite a bit of breakthroughs and other kinds of connections, you know, to to elevate some of this energy. I remember we were earlier in our conversation, Sue, and you were speaking about relationships. You, you mentioned um, Juno, and we talked a little bit about Venus and Mars. Um, when I when I'm looking at charts, and particularly when I'm in one-on-one sessions, and I see the specific transit cycles when people are going through their transit patterns of Saturn or Uranus. Um, you know, you're on this particularly like, yes, our first relationship is with ourselves, but it's also our relationship with God creator, you know? And so when we are having these times are stressful, or we are having experiences of disappointment or breakdown, then the resource comes back to, comes back home to ourselves. And it comes back home to our relationship with spirit, right? Yeah. So, you know, oftentimes I say or suggest that, you know, as a strategy to navigate through transition times as a support to get us through these times of trouble or break down, the more that we consciously choose to alignment and attune with ourselves whatever our practices are like oh if you have a meditation practice or you may go for a walk a couple times a week or go to the ocean or do your yoga class you know everyone has their thing and uh, we're encouraging people when you look at their birth chart to support them in finding that most resonant way to come home to yourself so that you have a place of peace and we have a place of center so that when the 
quick, fast changes are happening, um, we have that place of peace and center as a resource. It is the bottom line that's very beautifully said, Catherine. It's so true. And really, it takes time to listen to oneself because there's so many conversations that we've been trained, you know, in school where we have to listen to the teacher. We have to listen Mm -hmm. to people, you know, and that's really, I mean, every art, I don't know about every artist, but Picasso, for instance, he knew anatomy and then he broke anatomy. Mm -hmm. So as one example, you know, of of a prolific, I mean, he did thousands and thousands of paintings and also broke the whole, uh, paradigm you might say of 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 uh art uh, as one artist you know there's Stravinsky there's other people but yes the center absolutely valuable and and in and on that basis so it takes time yes it takes time and then I'm just thinking of connecting with other people of of finding that tribe or finding could also look at it on a on our physical body level, right? So we have Uranus and Taurus this year. We have Saturn again dancing back and forth between that Capricorn and early degrees Aquarius. So I'm also, in addition to practicing and studying and teaching astrology, I have a holistic healing practice that includes massage therapy and energy work. So the business of being in right alignment, right? Saturn is about structure. But if I'm working on someone on the physical body, that also means the physical body structure. How how am I how am I in alignment? Can you hear me, Sue? Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm I'm oh, rapt, okay. rapidly Just listening. <laughs> um, Continue. <laughs> I applaud. Yes. Uh, well, it's just you know when I see Uranus, Uranian energy. Oh, Uranus is going off to Saturn. <laughs> Um, that can be very rattling to the nervous system, mm-hmm. right? Like you can, we can, when we're in consultations, like sometimes we're experiencing people who are, um, there's nervousness or there's a low level, you know, it's like there's a low level stress running. That's like a tune going on in the background. Um, so, so again, I feel when I see the planet patterns, I want to say, where's the opportunity here? And it's like, okay, there's an opportunity for me or for opportunity to encourage the people that we see and that we, we come in contact with. It's about how we can be stressed and come back to our center and settle down the nervous system, you know? Well, so, yeah. And, and, and what's. A, mm, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, perhaps Saturn, time, and I'm thinking about. Jupiter, opportunity. Right. Yeah, I mean, Jupiter is really there to shower opportunity if you're in alignment because it is in Capricorn right now. And then I'm thinking of the stress a lot of times is because I know for myself, I I pressure myself. I think, oh, I've got to get this done, this done. I have to stop. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the centering part. Think, okay, who's in charge here? (laughs) You know, know, I'm so glad you mentioned it because I was also reflecting this last two weeks, even with all of the unpredictable breakdowns and even with the unexpected stresses, 
I have experienced an enormous amount of grace, right? And so you're mentioning that Jupiter, right? Oh, Jupiter comes in, and Jupiter is the bountiful blessing, right? Yes. So, oh, you know, we could hold this polarity or hold this duality together at the same time, you know, even though there are things where system structures breaking down or whatever we're observing externally or internal experience there i i'm just witnessing and i'm really feeling there's enormous amount of grace happening on the planet right now which i think is very hopeful well <laughs> so yeah. i'm uplifted by that the jupiter like yeah i'm going to come into this party and help things along <laughs> well i like this whole concept of looking at these meg- these two giants out there you know, Uranus and Saturn, that there is this tension that they're really working with, reconstructing, breaking down, which is part of the Plutonian decomposition, you know, it's like metamorphosis here. But with Jupiter, what I like is it has a different avenue of how to put things together. It doesn't just recompost and put the little for seeds, which is great. It puts the seeds have they can grow into new philosophy. They can grow into new and embrace other people. It's not so uh, restricted, you know, just mm-hmm. who you know. It can invite other thoughts and other ways. Like, for instance, with you, you know, five days, it's like, okay. I know I lived in Mexico <laughs> for a while, too. <laughs> and I... That, I live in New York now. Things happen pretty quick in New York. You know, oh, it's going to take five days to diagnose my problem? Hmm. Okay. I'm on vacation now. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. That's very true. And, and oh, how great it would be. I, I've dreamt of trying to just, yes, maybe that's why I need that. <laughs> right. So thank heavens that, you know, the book that I bring on the plane, you'd think I'd bring a nice novel or something. I brought my ephemeris. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like playing with and studying and drawing out things right from my ephemeris. That well, was you my in- book for the plane. You inspired <laughs> me. I looked at mine and I just love it because you can see it. <laughs> Suddenly that's where I saw, my goodness, once again, we're in this clear time with absolutely no retrogrades. Even the nodes yeah. aren't retrograding. And I wow. couldn't, yeah, everything is clear. And then, you know, like I was saying, uh, because I do look at Juno, I look at all the asteroids, but Juno mm. begins mm. this retrograde, and then after that becomes Mercury, which is so interesting because it's like, okay, what are our relationships and our commitment? And it could be our commitment to ourselves because of wherever Juno is in your chart, I understand one way of looking at it is our our commitment to that area of life, or our alliances. What are our alliances? How are they working mm-hmm. for us? And then with with Mercury, it's really the thought process. And Mercury is, of course, a cycle pump. It, it goes between the spirit and the matter, and it is a trickster. It wants to kind of show us what we need to see, whether we want to readily see it or not i mean there's many dynamics but it's pretty short three weeks and then later it goes into this other energetic connections with um mars and 
Saturn. You know, my, I have to say, I don't know if I have to say it, but I'm a Gemini, so I will say it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to, but I can. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Choice, right? Okay. <laughs> but my, I have a yod, and it, the, okay. and my Jupiter is one degree Aquarius. And it's when oh, my, my Jupiter is my Jupiter's two degrees Aquarius. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh well. So all this stuff that we're talking about, right? With yes. The dance, both of our Jupiters yes. are just sitting there right at that <laughs> early degree point. It is. Well, it's a good thing because I've been wow. really wanting to access that Jupiter one degree, and it's a little difficult in the yard sometimes. You're always balancing between Saturn. One of them is Saturn, and the other is Uranus and Venus. So mm-hmm. now, yes, it'll be fun. Maybe I'll really get my YouTube, YouTube <laughs> channel going. Yeah. Well, boundaries, yes, and, yes. and centering, that's a great key word to, to remind ourselves about. It is really all about realizing it's not external. I mean, Capricorn is... It has structure, so we see the external, but yet, and we also have the the spine, our skeleton. It's it, it keeps the body intact, but that's right. It is also the 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 inner, you know, and and having, and I think when you brought in humility, it's so important because that shows that yes, we respect those without. I mean, with. I mean, with the others outside of us and, and the leaders and the masters, but yet what of our, what's our own spirit, our own self feeling and saying and our relating and centering so that. Um, I think, you know, the, uh, I mentioned this in the, the Kepler webinar I did just earlier, uh, earlier this month, but if we look at those, um, when we look at our own charts, right? Like you and I just mentioned, like what a funny realization. We both realize that our Jupiters are very closely aligned, right? So yes. here, when we look at the retrograde cycle of Saturn, for example, oh, it's at one degree. The retrograde begins at one degree Aquarius. So anyone who's tuning in, it's like, look at your own chart. Like where is zero degrees Aquarius in your chart? Where's the one and two degree points of Aquarius? Because Right now, as we said, oh, we're shifting the sun, shifting from a late degree Capricorn into early degree Aquarius, and that early and those, that late degree Capricorn and early degree Aquarius point is highly charged this year. The um, Jupiter goes retrograde at 27 degrees Capricorn. So anyone who has you know planets lined up or things going on is that. Um, mile marker on the highway of the zodiac that's something to really notice and pay attention to because then your chart gets you know gets extra activation and inspiration this year yes somehow it seems that this energy speaking it for also non-astrologers that do listen in that it would mean that one wants to elevate I know Maurice always talks about elevation, and it's really true. One wants to improve on some basis. I mean, our United States of America has a, quite a bit of a, of Aquarius, and of course we're trying to have this quote-unquote brotherhood of humanity, which I think we have a long, 
still ways to go to achieve that. But it, for one's own chart, it mean it would mean that one wants to branch out. I would say, and like we had said before, be free, break, break to freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, next week I'm being directed to just because we have about five minutes or four minutes left here. Next week will be February 1st, and it's going to be, no, it's not February 1st, it's the 25th, and it will be with Ray Sapp, who is the operational manager at Mountain Astrologer, the wonderful magazine that keeps all of us in touch, Great, despite all the, the areas, and it'll be about the Chinese New Year, because we'll be entering in, in the Chinese astrology the year of the rat, and it's the metal rat, and the rat is the very first uh, animal that won the race with the Jade Emperor. I've already done some research on this, but it's fascinating because it does implement new beginnings that throughout all this we're talking about, you know, trying to get from Saturn to uh, to Aquarius. It does seem to be really interconnected this year. I mean, I haven't usually made such an announcement for the next week that seemed to relate immediately what we were talking about, you know, just sure, trying yeah. to move forward. Yeah. Oh, and I will remind people, I am speaking with Catherine Andren, the love astrologer. You can find her at Love Astrology and also at, at her name, Catherine Andren. And go to Talk Cosmos. Please subscribe. I send out a MailChimp weekly. It's a brief, colorful little thing that has lots of information or a little bit of information about who we're talking with and and the subject. And right now we are, many things are changing. If you go on to Talk Cosmos, you'll see the current transits and you'll see the moon phases and what planets are and references. And also you can call in to our station and ask us questions, not about your chart, because all the astrologers and myself, we give consultations and glad to do that. But about our conversation, let us know. We'll be glad to talk to you. So right now we're talking about transition. We're in a huge world of transition. And it is Capricorn Aquarius, which relates very strongly to some of the potent markers of the year. So we have a couple of minutes here, Catherine. Well, I'm so glad we had the opportunity to connect and talk today, Sue. Um, I think this uh, Capricorn into Aquarius cusp time that's happening now, as well as this sort of thematic, it's a tease. It's a tease that will keep repeating itself through the year, like a song or a piece of music where the where the chorus repeats itself throughout the song. Ooh. You know, throughout the year, we'll have this reminder of this cusp of, um, you know, revisiting what's working in our lives and how we can be responsible and empowered for the lives that we're living. And then what do we want to do to support ourselves, to take ourselves to the next level, both personally and collectively? How do we team up so that we can progress forward on the bigger picture? Oh, I love that. And I love the way you were calling about it, dancing. And now with music, it's definitely important <laughs> and something that really unites yes if we can keep our heart centered uh and i'm we're winding down oh the music will go on yes but unify <laughs> well, this will be 
there's hope yet. So now's a clear time. Thank you, Catherine. It's been just delightful. (laughs) And blessings to all. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.